0: Now this morning, we're going to talk about how that you and I are not subject to the times in which we are living. We are not under the dominion, the rule, the control, the influence, or whatever way the world system is going at the moment. The times that we are living in, as born-again, spirit-filled Christians, are really subject to the authority of God's Word. Subject to the blood of the Lamb... And to the name which is above every name. You see, you and I, we're governed by another kingdom, another system. And the kingdom that you and I are in is in fact the kingdom of God. And we have inherited this kingdom when we got saved. So look in your Bibles this morning to Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. I'm here to tell you that you have been transferred from one kingdom into another kingdom. In Colossians 12, verse tw- uh, 1 verse 12, it says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, or able, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. One writer said it like this, We gain this as inheritance instead of earning it as a wage. Amen. We did not earn being in the kingdom. Being delivered from darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son is a gift from God. In verse 13 it says, who has delivered us. There are too many Christians trying to get delivered of things. If they would realize that they're already delivered, they could just step into a brand new season in their life. Stop trying to get delivered from cigarettes and just flush them down the toilet. Stop trying to get from drug, uh, get delivered from drugs and just get away from all the people that are doing drugs and walk in your freedom that God has provided for you. Amen. Amen. Now, the word translated in the Greek means to transfer, to carry away, to remove from one place to another. Amen. Good. So, now that you and I are in this glorious kingdom, we need to make some adjustments. Amen. Amen. Because this world system will try to pull you down to their level of living, to their level of speaking, to their level of thinking, and to their level of acting. That is why he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be what? Be transformed. Does anybody know what the word transform means? The word transform means to be changed. So you've been changed on the inside, But then this kingdom that you are in is not an outside to inside kingdom. It's an inside to outside kingdom. See, if you're living from the outside to the inside, you're going to think and act and talk like the world. You're going to be in the flesh all the time. But if you will, by the power of God's Word, live in the Spirit and attend to your heart by feeding it with God's Word, you can live from the inside out and your mind can be changed and even your body can be filled with the light of God's Word. Amen. So, adjustments. Adjustments. Anybody ever had to make any adjustments in their life? We have to adjust our words, our thoughts, and our actions to the kingdom that we have been translated into. Or we'll keep living in the dark. We'll keep living beneath our rights and beneath our privileges in Christ Jesus. Kingdom words, kingdom thoughts, kingdom actions. What are some of these kingdom words? Kingdom words like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Kingdom words like my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Kingdom words like, by his stripes, I was healed. Kingdom words like, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. And then kingdom thoughts. You've got to train your mind to think the thoughts of God. Amen. If you want to be kept in perfect peace... In this day and in this hour, you must keep your mind stayed on Him. There is power available to you and to me for soundness of mind. Amen. Amen. Now this kingdom that you are in, that you have inherited, it is not a kingdom of condemnation. It's not a kingdom of guilt. It's not a kingdom of inferiority. But this kingdom, this kingdom that you're in and that I'm in is a kingdom of righteousness. This kingdom that we have been delivered and translated into is not a kingdom of worry. It's not a kingdom of fretting. It's not a kingdom of anxiety. But this kingdom that you're in, that I'm in, is a kingdom of peace. Yeah. Hallelujah! It's a kingdom of peace. Yeah. And the world doesn't understand it because, you see, they're on a different system. They're on a lower system. But you and I have been raised up together to a higher system, to a higher way of thinking, to a higher way of living. So while the world is falling apart, you're being upheld by the power of His Word. And then we go into the world and we lift people out with the good news of Jesus Christ. But this kingdom, this kingdom I'm in, and this kingdom you're in, it's not a kingdom of depression. It's not a kingdom of sadness. This kingdom is a kingdom of gladness. It's a kingdom of joy. For the kingdom of God, it's not meat and drink. But it's righteousness. It's peace. And it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, well, I don't feel joyful. Your feelings have nothing to do with your joy. Amen. That's why you've got to stir the joy of the Lord up on the inside of you and draw deeply from the wells of salvation and drink deeply of the water of life and pray in the Holy Ghost and stir yourself up when you don't feel like it and the joy of the Lord will come bubbling up. I feel like Paul sometimes, I almost persuadest thou. But stick around. (laughs) We're going to get fully persuaded. Amen? Amen. So we must get our minds renewed to the reality of the kingdom of God and who we are in that kingdom. Don't walk around with this false humility, this false pride that comes from another system. Oh, you know, I'm nothing. I'm just an old beggar. I'm just an old sinner. Saved by grace. Pray for me. Pray for me. I can't pay my PG&E bill. Pray for me. No, 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 no. It's time to come up. I said it's time to come up. Come up. Come up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To who you are. And what you have in Christ Jesus. Now notice with me in verse 13 in the Amplified Version. It says here, the Father has delivered. And I love this. And He has drawn us, where? To Himself. To himself out of the control And the dominion of darkness. Darkness has no more control over me. Darkness has no more control over you. And he has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. One writer said it like this. Let me read it to you. Satan does not have any real power over us. His only weapons are deception and intimidation. And then he goes on to say, But those who know the truth, this verse is presenting, have nothing to fear. Is there something about the truth that'll do something for you? What will the truth do? How about this section over here? What will the truth do? Set you free. Hallelujah. How about over there? Set you free. Amen, Allie. Now, everybody together. The truth will make you and set you free. Now, if Satan cannot deceive you, he cannot defeat you. If he can't deceive you, he cannot defeat you. So then you can become deception proof by arming yourself and filling yourself with the word of God. Amen. Yeah. To where the moment something comes to your mind that doesn't line up with this word, you know that it's the enemy trying to what? Deceive you. But no, thank God, when you get your mind renewed to this kingdom, yeah. hallelujah, you cannot be deceived and you cannot be defeated. Yeah. One of the phrases that Pastor Kenneth W. Hagan — and I better not call him Ken Jr. anymore, I'll be in big trouble. But one of the key slogans that he says, he says, "I cannot be defeated, and I will not quit." Try that one on for size, guys. Say it with me, "I cannot be defeated, and I will not be- quit." All right, let's look at First Peter chapter two, verse nine. And I'm going to look at it in the NIV version. It says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen. Amen. You have been made kings and priests. Unto God. Amen. Now, I want to get into something this morning. I think that's going to really help you. I want to talk to you about the separation effect. The separation effect. Let's look at John 17. Are you ready to get something good today? In John 17, verse 13 through 17, we'll look at this and break it down a little bit. Jesus has separated us from this world's failing system. He has separated us from this world's failing system. Now notice verse 13. He said, now I come to you. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse 14. I've given, given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of what? The world. Notice he says, we are not of the world, even as he is not of the world. Amen. So we could read into that, that we are not of this world's system. We are not of this world's system. Now look, notice with me in verse 15. He says, I am praying... Not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil or keep them from the world's system and the evil that is in it. And then in verse 16, he says, they're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So we're separated then from this world's system, just as Jesus was. Now, I want you to notice in verse 17, and I want to read it together, and we're going to work with that for a few moments. Ready, read. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word truth. Let's read it one more time. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So the Word of God has sanctifying power. Yes, it does. He says, they're not of the world even as I am not of the world, but they're living in the world, and they need something from heaven that will separate them and keep them apart from falling back into the world systems way of thinking and believing and acting. He says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Thy word is truth. Now, the word sanctify means to separate... Or to cut away from. Now through this prayer, we've been cut away from this world's failing system. We are under a much higher law. It is the law of the spirit of life, and it is in Christ Jesus, and it sets you free from this law of sin and death. How many of you remember when Moses visited Pharaoh and Moses had a word for Pharaoh? Can anybody tell me what that word was? Now you can participate a little bit stronger. What was that word? One more time. What? So God spoke to him, go to, Mo, go to Pharaoh, tell him to let my people go. And how many of you know that Pharaoh refused? And Pharaoh experienced some extremely serious consequences. And in Exodus chapter 8, in verse 21 through 23, Let's notice what some of these consequences were. We're talking about now being part of the kingdom of God and how this kingdom has an effect on you that will separate you. Amen. Exodus 8, 21 through 23. He said, if you will not let my people go, behold, I'm going to send swarms of flies upon thee how many of you just really don't like flies they have a joke back in minnesota that the state bird is the mosquito you can be teen off brother george on the first tee and if you don't have your mosquito repellent man you are going to flub your swing up royally but flies are a nuisance and this is what they had to deal with he says it's going to come upon your servants, upon your people. It's going to come into your homes. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies. And also the ground where, whereon they are. Now notice here. But I will sever, separate. In that day, the land of Goshen. In which my people yeah, glory. dwell. He's the king and he has a people Mm -hmm. that are part of his kingdom. And he said, I am going to sever. Hallelujah. In that day, the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there to the end. That you may know that I am the Lord, your God in the midst of this earth. Notice the next verse. And I will put a division between my people and your people, and tomorrow this sign shall be. Notice with me in verse 23. And I will put a division, a distinction between my people and your people. The King James Version says a division. Now, Let's ask ourselves another question. What does the word division mean? The word division in the Hebrew is the same word as the word redemption. I looked that up. In Strong's Concordance. And he says, I am going to put a division between my people and your people. We could say it this way. That God actually built a wall of redemption between the Egyptians and the children of Israel. I'm about to get real happy up in here. He's going to put a wall of redemption. So the plagues that came against Egypt did not touch God's children. How many of you know their cattle didn't die? Hell didn't touch them. The frogs didn't consume them. And when it was dark in the land of Egypt, he says, there's going to be light in the land of Goshen. Come on, somebody, where my people dwell. And though sin may be abounding on the right and on the left, the grace of God does much more abound on children of the king. It's a wall of redemption. How does that apply to us today? I'm glad you asked. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. Keep tracking with me this morning. This is good food for your spirit. Because you don't have to fall for what the world tells you. You're of another kingdom. You're from another world. And you don't have to be ashamed of your citizenship. Carry yourself like a citizen of the kingdom. Not arrogant, not haughty, not full of pride, but filled with the Word and filled with the Spirit. a child of the King, given the King glory. Amen? Now, in Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14, let's read it together. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written... Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let the redeemed of the Lord, woo glory. So we've been redeemed. There's a wall of redemption between us. And what's going on in this system called yeah. world. Yeah. It has separated. It has cut us away from the curse of fear. Right. From the curse of sickness. You, and the curse of debt. God. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to take faith for you to access that. Yeah. This, this is all good speaking. And this is a good sermon. And it's good word. But at the end of the day, you must believe it. Yes, that's right, And you must get it in your heart and get it in your mouth and start acting as if it were true. Because it's true. Without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The other night when Dr. Price was here, he read that verse of Scripture and it just went off on the inside of me. A couple things went off in me real strong. first thing that went off on the inside of me is the just shall live... And, of course, by faith. But what I got was the just shall live. (laughs) The just shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. The just shall live. Hallelujah. And then the other thing that went off in me real strong was this. But without faith it is impossible. And I I know to please him is the rest of it, but it just arrested my attention. Without faith, it is impossible to be debt free. Without faith, it is impossible to pay your home off years and years ahead of time. But you know what? You're not without it. You have it on the inside of you. So all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believes, to him that acts on what he believes. Amen. So because of him, then you're separated from the evil that is in this world. We are not subject to the world's systems. I want to look at two illustrations in closing this morning. And I want to preface it by saying these four words, same conditions, same results. No, same same conditions, different results. Say it with me, same conditions, different results. And let's feed on this just a while longer. Look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8 in the New Living Translation. Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8. This is a great example of this. He said, Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. We found that out, right? Who rely on human strength, and they turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert, with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness, in an uninhabited, salty land. We don't want that. But here comes the wall of redemption. But <laughs> blessed, empowered to prosper, are those children of the King who trust in Him. And what have they made? They've made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Now here's what they're like. They're like trees planted along a riverbank, with roots that reach deep into the water Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. (laughs) Hallelujah. Same conditions, right? But different results. You see, this person who puts their trust in him will never cease from yielding fruit. When it says its leaf was green, in the Hebrew it means... Literally, he's entered into a state of prosperity and has become extremely successful. What state do you live in? I live in the state of prosperity. Hallelujah! So one man failed, but the other did what? He succeeded. He prospered. Because of this wall of redemption. Now, your faith, filled words keep that wall up and keep that wall strong amen Amen. now look over at Luke chapter 6 Luke the sixth chapter notice verse 47 through 49 and we're going to look at this in the new King James version man you guys listen so good you could preach all day but we're not going to preach all day In Luke chapter 6, verse 47 through 49, New King James Version. He said, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man building a house. He dug deep and laid the foundation on what? Who is that rock? Jesus. Jesus is that rock. Jesus is the word. Amen. So he built his foundation Not only on being saved and being born again, but he built his foundation on the rock, which is Jesus, and Jesus and the Word are one. So he built his life then on the Word of God. Amen. Now, what came along? The flood arose. Anybody ever experienced floods in their life? The stream beat vehemently against the house. See, we're not exempt from testings and tribulations and trials, are we? But notice, what about those tests and those trials? It says, it could not shake it. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. We are a part of an unshakable kingdom. Could not shake it. For it was founded upon... The Rock, Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, once again, here comes the wall of redemption in verse 49. Look at this. Let's read it. But the one who hears the word and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the storm broke against it, immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was what? It was great. So the storm was in the same neighborhood. Yet the results were different. Everyone say it. Same condition, but different results. How many of you want some kingdom results in 2015? Hallelujah. How many of you want your houses paid off? How many of you want your church paid off? How many of you want your body whole? How many of you want them teenagers serving God? Come on, somebody. How many of you want a turnaround in this nation? How many of you want some rain in the time of the latter rain? Hallelujah. I'm talking to the right bunch. Glory to God. And so major keys then for kingdom living is trusting, being confident, and having a favorable expectation of good. It's like Oral Roberts used to say years ago something good is going to happen to me today. Something good. That's a whole lot better than waking up tomorrow morning and saying, oh dear God, it's Monday. I know something bad's going to happen. I know the boss is going to come in. Chewing that cigar. And blowing smoke in my face. Thank God you're not governed by this world system. This is the day the Lord has made. Look at 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. I'm going to squeeze every minute out of this service. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Now that you're seeing some things now you know that you don't have to put up with some things because there is such a thing as kingdom dominion kingdom authority now notice in 1 John 5 and verse 4 I might have said 4 verse 5 but let me quote 5 verse 4 it says for whatsoever is born of God anybody here born of God Anybody here been delivered from darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son? How about you way back there in that empty row back there? You've been delivered. Glory to God. Whatever is born of God. He's talking about you and he's talking about me. Overcometh the world. Now listen, you do not have to wait till you overcome a circumstance to be an overcomer. In the mind of God and in the eyes of God, you've already overcome the world. And it says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. What is it? It's our faith. It's our trust. It's our confidence. It's our hope in Him. Victory for you. Victory for your house. Victory over that diabetes. Victory over that arthritis. Victory over that sadness. Victory over that depression. Victory is yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look at Luke chapter 12, verse 32 in the Amplified Version. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Are you enjoying the scriptures today? Just let the word speak for itself. Spirit of God's taken this and he's... It's lodging deep in your spirits. Yes, amen. You know, you really, really uh, need to understand this. That what you're hearing today is having an effect on you. It is. The word is. And you may not see changes immediately. But if you'll just keep at it, sooner or later, things are going to line up. Yes. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Let's read it together. Amplified. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure. Woo-hoo! It's your father's good pleasure to do what? It's your father's good pleasure to give you cancer. It's your father's good pleasure for you to be on welfare the rest of your life. No, thank God it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Now, Young's literal translation says it like this Fear not, little flock, because your father did delight in giving you the reign. Yeah. In giving you the reign, which speaks of kingdom dominion right. Amen. royal authority, yeah. kingdom dominion. Amen. Now, let's look quickly. I told you I'm going to squeeze every minute out of this service. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, Amplified. Thank you, Lord. Those who receive, say, I receive. receive. Say this, I'm bold bold. to lay hold hold. of my my kingdom dominion. Say it again, I receive. receive. This is my receiving day. day. Those who receive receive. God's overflowing grace grace. and the free gift of righteousness, then he defines what it is putting them into right standing with God. They shall do what? Do what? Glory to God. Reign as kings. You know, I draw from mentors and teachers that I've heard from decades past. And I'll never forget Dr. Price saying this again. He said, you're either reigning in life or your life is reigning on you. (laughs) What do you say in 2015? We take hold of our kingdom dominion and we start ruling and reigning in life as kings. Through Jesus Christ. And so you'll reign this year by taking your place and by using the authority that God has given you. And here's what I've learned these past years since I've been saved, way back in 1975. Here's what I've learned that a major key to reigning in life is through faith filled words. Through faith filled words. Because you see, it's true that where the word of a king is, there's power. He said, you shall decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways." I pray for favor, Father, in the name of Jesus. For each and every precious soul here today, I pray, Lord, that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light and that we would rise to a greater level of wisdom and knowledge about the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone shouted happily, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet.